Welcome back, everybody. This is All Opinions, No F***s, and this is a solo episode with Preston and my good buddy, Paul. Say hey, Paul. Hey, everybody. Hello. All right, so today we're going to just kind of chat. We haven't really talked in a while. We've been playing Borderlands periodically, but uh, we're just going to talk about what craziness is happening in the world right now. So uh, how's your world going, Paul? The kids are out of school and they've been going stir crazy and that's been the hardest thing to deal with like we have always had a good food storage and so like the grocery store being out of stuff was crazy to see but we haven't been out we haven't run out of anything in the house but the kids being out of school and trying to do the remote schooling and the homeschooling has been so crazy i actually had to go to my supervisor and request a reduced schedule that they were kind enough to give me because both kate and i are still working full-time or were working full-time until this week so this has not impacted the the post office at all no that we're considered you know critical employees Uh, mail still got a good scent i see so sorry i should have done this before okay there we go i wondered though because i well i guess there's no real proof that covid that the the virus stays on mail people ask that question so yeah maybe mail's actually it can picked live, up it can live on cardboard for 24 hours jesus well that's yeah. good to know oh yeah i, I guess no, you're it, probably glad that kate's not working in the shipping center anymore right right well she's glad because that was well, a for, horrible hard awful <laughs> job for many reasons right <laughs> for many reasons for many reasons i am happy are they keeping you, like, away? Because I know how it's set up. It's a gigantic room with rows and rows of computers. And yeah. are they keeping you, like, three or four computers away from each other at all times? Or is there not really space for that? So when you worked there, you worked there a number of years ago. Were there computers at every single station, or were they spaced every other one? Uh, so it was, the, it was a huge room, and there were long tables. And each table was, like, a city. And then there were computers just one after the other. I don't remember how close they were, actually. But I feel like they were pretty close to each other. We have, like, mock mock cubicles where oh. it's like, you know, we've got kind of walls so you can't really stare at your neighbor or whatever. Hmm. And they have it spaced every other, um, every other station or whatever. So you're probably, I don't know, like four feet away from your neighbor. Oh, okay. You know, I don't remember that, but it has been a really long time, like nine years. So Yeah, right. Of course, when I left, it was when I got laid off along with a whole bunch of other people. So they might have changed things right after that when there was less workers. But I don't know. Anyway, even, yeah. Even since I started a year ago, they've been redesigning the floor oh, to make okay. it more efficient, got getting it. more platforms. Like there are different mailing platforms that you have to switch between, and they are getting more on a single at a single location so you don't have to move uh, as much okay because that was actually the best part of the job was being able to get up and move around like all the time but yeah anyway well we have breaks every hour and that's yeah, like that sanity breaks they're not they call them ergo breaks but i call them sanity <laughs> breaks because yeah. that job is so boring yeah. oh my gosh my my carpal tunnel severely in both arms definitely proved that i did not use those ergo breaks for their intended purpose but <laughs> i would usually just get a coffee you know those gyrosphere ball things yeah i totally picked one of those like a fidget spinner you mean or it's not a fidget spinner no kenji had one oh yeah yeah okay yeah i know what you're talking about i had one of those when i was a kid 
It's hilarious too. Their slogan is "Make Make Arms Great Again." <laughs> is this supposed to help strengthen your <laughs> wrist tendons? Make arms great again. It, yeah, it's supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> right, make arms great again. Great. When I saw that, I was like, "This is the one I'm buying." I should get one of those. Uh, hmm. uh, yeah, it's like a gyrosphere thing, and it it is it's helped. It strengthens oh, really? your forearm and it lo- loosens up your tendons or something like that. Oh shit, that's but good. My I, I got it like a month ago, I'd say, and I've been using it pretty regularly. And I was having a little bit of numbness in my right hand, but mm. it's gone away since I started using that. Oh, shit. Okay, that's good, because I've actually um, been working from home because uh-huh. of COVID. And so my my work setup because wasn't... Because the world has stopped the world, turning. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> society has come to a grinding halt. I, I didn't have my work set up properly, I guess, because my wrist started really hurting. I was holding my arms up too much or something, but I finally have it sorted out to the proper like levels. So, but yeah, um, like I've actually been having tennis elbow too. So Uh that might help with that. Anyway, um, what else has been going on with, with you? So yeah, this is, this is the only time in my entire like working life. I've had a job since I was 16. Like the most that I was ever out of work was I think a two month period when we were moving from Southern Utah to Washington State. Yeah. And ever, every job, like I've always had a full-time job, and this is the first time that I've had a part-time job, and it's kind of crazy. Isn't it fucking amazing? I, it's only been like two days, I think, okay. three days, okay. so it's still I'm still like settling in and trying to find a good groove where I can give the kids the attention they need because that's the reason that I went down to a part-time schedule and right. man alive their schoolwork has been like I think the teachers are still trying to figure out exactly how much work right. they're capable of doing from home yeah that would be a real sudden adjustment holy cow yeah yeah and the teachers are trying to figure out the technology and they're doing like a it's called zoom it's just like skype where they do a video chat every day Okay, so funny, yeah, um, yeah, funny story. Um, there was an app in China that the uh-huh. teachers that that they developed and released really quickly for students to do homework from school from home, and yeah. the students or was it China or Japan? They they reviewed it really negatively on the app store, and so it got taken down because <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. all the because all those asshole students. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it worked fine, but all the students were just like, oh, I hate it. I hate this, that, yeah. Yep. That's funny. Uh, so I was going to say, I think it was on the Apple Store, but that wouldn't be China, so it might have been Japan. But anyway, yeah, funny stuff. Okay, so how is, so your kids are basically, are, are they allowed to leave the house, or are they? We're not in, in Salt Lake, we're not on like a lockdown lockdown, but Kate and I are taking extra precautions, because sure. like, this is... It, honestly, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Like sure. we're still we're still seeing the beginning of it. I think. Yeah. So the number of cases skyrocketing. It's we're o- we're over a hundred thousand. I saw a graph yeah. of the number of infections. It was most definitely an exponential curve. But how many of those do you think are more availability of testing, and versus just new cases? That's that's something that I've seen people asking. I don't know. Well, gosh, I have no idea. I know South Korea was able to get their the proper people on quarantine because they uh, so aggressively tested. They were testing like 10,000 people a day. Damn. And at the time that I had read this, we had only tested 10,000 people in the entire nation. Right, yeah. 
and, but this was, you know, like a week ago, a week and a half ago when I saw that. So, and then after that, like the next thing that I saw was we're getting a million new tests and it's like a million for a 500 million nation, yeah. like 500 million people in the nation. We're getting a, a 1 million tests. Yes. 1 million sounds like a lot, but when you're throwing it at 500 million people, it's a drop. Like it, it it's yeah. barely anything. Right. Yeah. What is that? They're like just been, 0.2%? So, Zelda has had an elevated temperature for like days and I have no idea what to do. She hasn't been showing any other symptoms. Uh, she had strep throat like right before all this st- hit the nation. Oh shit. And Can right. Can get her tested? And so uh, we can't get her tested. Why we not? couldn't get her tested. What? Why because not? you have to have all of the symptoms all? and you have to know someone that has, that has been tested already positive for coronavirus. That makes no for sense. For the stipulations that we were given in order to get her tested. That's stupid. Where it's like, what? Because they have so few tests available. And so we've just been, you know, self-quarantining as much as we can. The kids have asked to go to the store, and we're like, nope, they can't go anywhere. We're staying home. Are they elite? So we, but they can play in the backyard, and that's it, right? Yeah, they can play in the backyard. We're still going on, like, dog walks and stuff. Yeah. The good news on the testing front is that... The FDA just approved a 15-minute test, similar to the one for strep throat. And so I don't know how quickly that's going to get distributed, but hopefully that will help. How many tests are created? How many are made? Yeah. And how quick they're distributed? Yeah. At um, this point, I don't think she has it, because like I said, it's been an elevated temperature for like days and days. It's not a fever fever, but it's been like 99.5 and 100 for oh, like a while. that's barely yeah. a fever. Exactly. Maybe she's and just yet, burning excess energy because she can't go outside and run around. She runs around barefoot and her toes are still ice. I can't figure it out. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, the kids, the kids' education has been the biggest hurdle for us. Yeah. Are they, how are they, how are they handling it? I, if I was a kid and the school closed and then they were like, nope, you still have to do homework online, I'd be furious. Well, Rosie's problem was she kept on not fully reading the instructions mm-hmm. and so she'd do it wrong. She'd do like half of, she'd read half the instructions and then just do whatever project. And we're like, no, this isn't right at all. You have to do it over again. And so all through summer break, Rosie was like redoing her work. Oh, shit. Yeah, and so it was miserable for her, and that's when Kate and I were still working full-time, and that's when we decided, like, this isn't going to work. She needs more attention. She needs more. She needs somebody to be there with her, making sure she's doing it right, making sure she's getting her assignments done. Wait, she's been doing online schooling for longer than just the past few weeks? Uh, not the past few weeks. They've had a, they've, like, uh, our school is a STEM school, and so all the kids have had Chromebooks, since oh. the very beginning of the year. Okay. And so they've been doing Chromebook stuff in school, and oh. they you know, weren't allowed to take them home until now. Got and it. And so they just more or less took all the Chromebooks that they already had, assigned them out to the kids, and then have online curriculums. Oh, uh, okay. So they were kind of ready for this. Yeah. That's good, at least. All right. So uh, what about you and Kate? How are you guys holding up? Uh, we're still, you know, life is still going on pretty normal. Yeah. Uh, we've had to cancel. We were doing like, um, board games, 
like the last week we had decided like two or three weeks before but the other week we uh played pandemic for the first time <laughs> and we had like totally decided to play this game like we got it for christmas and we've been like building up because it's a complicated game but it's yeah. super fun yeah but we had, uh, uh, had finally decided let's let's go ahead and play this game and it was right like at the very beginning of the pandemic hitting the nation so it was kind of funny and ironic and so we've had to like you know cancel our social events and we were planning on going we had reserved a hotel room for my five-day break which is coming up in like two weeks i want to say a week and a half real soon and we decided that that probably isn't the best idea so we had to cancel that and that Uh was the most frustrating thing yeah but it's mostly just you know canceling plans but it'll pass the world will get back to normal eventually plus hyperinflation right yeah but that's a that's something we'll deal with when we come to it so that twelve hundred dollars that everybody's getting that's gonna become worthless in another like three or four months or six months i don't know however long but anyway that's uh we'll see right yeah we'll see what happens there so yeah i have i've been planning a trip to hawaii for my birthday in may and i don't know if i should cancel it or not Hawaii just meant did an enforced man, um, a mandatory quarantine. So if you fly to Hawaii, you have to quarantine for two weeks, and you have to pay for it. Oh, and dang. then if you leave, you have to quarantine for two weeks. So it's like, oh, well, no. I don't even have two weeks scheduled there. So I, but they just initiated it on March twenty sixth, and my trip is in May, mid May. So I don't know if I should cancel my trip or not. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's like yeah. two months away. So. Hopefully it's cleared up by then. Yeah. And it was shitty because, like, I had the hookup, man. I had, like, a timeshare resort for free for, like, five nice. of the seven days I was going to be there. And the plane ticket was free because I used miles. And so it was, like, a free trip to Hawaii. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Nah, well, if I can take Hopefully. it. Hopefully. Hopefully it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my sister's ex-husband had a trip to Greece planned and he still went and I don't know if he's stuck in Greece or not oh I shit no idea. I don't know right I know Italy's like the epicenter of Europe but is but Greece is probably I don't, I don't know anything about Greece damn yeah well, I know that was dumb it was like I don't want to it would be like it's it was right like they knew they were going into a hot zone yeah and he was like i didn't want to cancel my trip and so he still went i need to message my mom and be like did he ever make it back damn or is he like stuck in some government hospital for two weeks oh man, i don't Shit. know i i don't feel bad for him because he's you know my ex-brother-in-law right you don't have to care so, anymore <laughs> nope i kind of hope he uh, got himself stuck in greece <laughs> nice a little shot of freud there so I went, um, so yeah, the, the beaches and the parks and all of the hiking trails have all been shut down in all of, in San Diego. I think all of San Diego County. Oh, why? 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 Apparently everyone was pissed off that last weekend people went out in droves because everything else was closed. So they all went to the beach and to hiking trails and stuff and they weren't. That was... That was something else I talked about in Salt Lake, where a bunch of people were getting out and going on hiking trails and stuff. Yeah, which is, I mean, yeah, I guess people shouldn't be out near others in public, but I mean, when everything is closed, 
and you're like, you can still go outside for exercise. I mean, what do you expect, right? So right. the thing is, it's not the fact that people were out and about. It's the fact that people were gathering in large clusters and large groups um, and not social distancing, however effective that six feet away will be. So Right, yeah. when a cough travels, what, 30 feet or something right, like yeah. that? Right, yeah, and like how long do the viruses, does your, does your breath like linger? Because when I breathe out when it's cold, the mist doesn't like sink to the ground immediately, you know? <laughs> right. So I went and on the... Oh, when they very first thought, when they very first were releasing information about the virus, they were like, "Oh, it's only it's only spit droplets. You know, it, it doesn't live on anything. As soon as it touches whatever, it dies off. It can't survive outside of the body." And then a week later, they're like, "Oh, it survives on surfaces for seventy-two hours or something like that. It's insane." Really? Oh, I hadn't heard that. It's like there's so much information, and I don't trust the news sites, and I don't right. particularly trust. The CDC, although I trusted a little bit more than the news sites. And so, yeah. And then there's been all this ridiculous media sensationalizing that's definitely not helping the situation. Like, I was looking, like, every time I see a headline, I just shake my head. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm trying to think of uh, one of the headlines that I saw. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, well, anyway. But it's things like, you know, um, economy plummets after. trillion stimulus bill uh, bill gets signed and like just all this hyperbolic language that is just so sensationalist it's like come on guys report accurately you don't I know you all you care about is getting clicks but come on like it's like it's like the news media is competing to be the most overly dramatic reporters so that people will read their stories it's just it's annoying but which is really unfortunate yeah, and it's not nothing new, but it's not helping right now for sure. Kate has been listening to NPR, and they have a few different like coronavirus-specific podcasts, and so she's been listening to like I don't know, they're only like fifteen minutes a day or something like that. Oh yeah, but Wait. she was saying the unemployment rate has uh, jumped up to twenty-five percent right now. It's the lowest that it's been like You're in nice. a long time. Or, yeah, the, the unemployment rate is higher than it's been in like for a super long time. She was even saying higher than it was in the Great Depression. Yeah, I saw that it was like three point three million people, or was it six point six million? But it was like crazy. What was the jobs number? I feel like I should. Uh, I feel like I should have uh, remembered that number. Do 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 do. But but yeah, like they they passed this two point two trillion dollar relief bill. A fourth of it is going to mega corporations, so thankfully, which is ridiculous. Yeah, thank goodness the mega corporations are getting all that cash, and it's like zero interest loans that are forgivable, so they might even mm-hmm. get. And and come on, do do we really think that they're gonna be able to be held accountable for how to use them? No, it's fucking ridiculous. And all then, right. not that's in addition to all of the quantitative easing, which is basically unlimited. So, but we kind of talked about this in the last episode. We covered like the the nuts and bolts of this, but I wanted to talk more about like how our date, how our lives have been affected. So, it was it's depressing because I was biking this morning. I went on a bike ride. I figured um, maybe there would be fewer people out and about early in the morning because it was like forty eight degrees. It was fucking cold. So, yeah. I like I was biking on in the bike lane. And a lady who was walking on the sidewalk, like, as soon as she saw me coming, she turned away and, like, faced the fence until I passed and then kept walking. And I was like, I mean, I don't 
I know I shouldn't take it personally, but I was it was like saddening, you know. That seems a little extreme to me. Yeah, and so and then like one lady I I was biking up towards also on the sidewalk and I was on the bike lane like put her scarf up over her face and it was like uh and then like in the I went to the grocery store and I had to wait in line to get in because they're only allowing like 50 people in the store at a time so that was shitty and and then I'm in the store and I'm like trying not to breathe when I'm passing people and I'm trying and like people are going in big circles around me it's like yeah I hate dealing with annoying in the way people but maybe you should be careful what you wish for I guess <laughs> living it is a little different yeah living is like a, it's almost like a non-personally but I'm a pariah it feels like and it's kind of it's like oh is this is what a leper feels like yeah I've been to Target and Smith's a couple of times we've been leaving the kids at home and I'm trying to go at times that like aren't prime times yeah. so there haven't been too many people are they closing early? their hours have definitely changed and I heard that so the senior citizens and the high-risk population are allowed to go into the store an hour before anybody else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It was um, I saw that in one store. I haven't seen it in others. But, yeah, all the store hours are, like, from 8 to 8 now. And the, there was a sign that said, like, from 7 to 9, please allow elderly people to, to shop or something like that. So yeah. that's, that's cool. But, um, I mean, I saw tons of elderly people shopping when I was there in this afternoon. So I feel nervous being around old people. It's like, I don't know. I might have it. I might not have it. Who knows? I don't want to give right? people anybody, people anything. Zelda in her elevated temperature. It's like, she, she, you know, she has a crazy sounding cough, but. Oh, she, does uh, have, she has no a idea. cough and a temperature, but that was, that was only two of the three symptoms. And she isn't acting different at all. And it's not a fever. It's just an elevated temperature. A fever has to be like above 101 degrees or something like that. Oh, hmm. So yeah, yeah, and she's acting totally fine. Like she's none of the rest of us. She still has energy. She's still bouncing off the walls. She's still a total squirrel like normal. <laughs> and none of the rest of us are showing any symptoms at all. That's good. And she's seven. It's like if she has it, she's gonna give it to the rest of us. You know what the hygiene, like the hygiene standards of a seven-year-old are. Yeah, but also like there have been cases of kids getting it, but for the most part, kids don't seem to be affected by it. Which is a good thing. For the, for the most part, but there was a 12-year-old that's in the ICU in, like, Georgia or something like that. Mm-hmm. I forget what state. So I wonder so if that's just, just because... Maybe, they just, weren't, uh, maybe they, they just weren't exposed to it until now, or they weren't tested for it. Because kids are always getting coughs and fevers. Right. Constantly. Sure. Uh, kids are little petri dishes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just grateful when they keep their hands out of their mouth. <laughs> or their nose. <laughs> Or their nose or anything else, down their pants, anything. Uh, it's got, like, gosh. Uh, they were playing a game the other day where Zelda was, like, shoving rocks that she found outside in her mouth. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, covered in germs and um, uh, and a choking hazard. It's like, damn it, get that out of your mouth. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> Oh, kids. But, you know, I've heard that, um, oh, damn, drinking the Five Wives vodka straight out of the bottle. Hardcore, man. Hardcore. So, That's how I roll. <laughs> well, you know, maybe uh, maybe putting rock, random rocks in her mouth is helping her immune system. You know, give it exposure <laughs> to things. 
right? My wife and I were having a conversation about that this morning where her father is like, you've seen the show Hoarders, right? I've heard of it. I never actually watched it. It's it's uh, a terrible, awful, crazy, gross, sickening show of the very worst that people can live in. Like, it's insane what people are comfortable living in. Yeah. But that's how her father lives. Just, like, garbage everywhere, oh dog shit in the house. They just live on top of their garbage. They don't clean or throw away anything ever. Yeah. Uh, Kate said one time she went over there to do laundry and she opened up the washing machine and the clothes had like been in there so long they were liquid. Oh my god. What? Yeah. And oh. so her, her I guess they're half brothers, but they're way younger than she is. I want to say they're like, I don't know, 13 now, like young teenagers. Yeah. Anyway, I've never met them. I don't know them. We were talking about them being exposed to all of these germs on a daily basis. Maybe they're just like immune to the coronavirus because it's <laughs> par for the course. It just <laughs> makes me think of that Simpsons episode where Burns has every disease known to man. Oh, yeah. It's called like the Three the... Stooges Syndrome or something like that. <laughs> yeah, the Three Stooges Syndrome. That's yeah. great. When you said that, I immediately pictured that scene. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, seriously, their immune system's like, psh, coronavirus, my ass. <laughs> you should check out what this guy's even supposed to. Oh my god, that's disgusting. I can't imagine that. Ugh. Right? Like, I'm okay with some mess, but not that level of mess. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've gotten, I go, I come and go. Like, I go in waves of being like a slob and then being clean. Like, right now I'm pretty tidy, despite how my room looks. But... You know, you just collect up shit, and then you got to put it somewhere, so it always just ends up on open surfaces, and then... Right. It's annoying. I have to have space on my dresser for, like, my wallet and my glasses and my phone and stuff. Yeah. And if Kate spreads to where she covers up, like, my little space, it makes me so annoyed. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's like, this this little, this, this, like, you know, one foot square is mine. Don't touch it <laughs> <laughs> but with two dogs we vacuum twice a week and oh, yeah cool. so we have kate's really good about doing a cleaning chore and so we rotate through the the cleaning pretty well hmm. like a calendar Are so you... i just look on the calendar and it's like this is what i'm doing today oh like every day or every week every day uh, most every day damn look at you but it's home. like you know one, I know, being all domestic, yeah. being all whooped. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's like one or two things. Like the vacuuming now only takes about 20 minutes. And so it's like if you do one 20-minute chore every day, then your house stays clean and you're not spending like your whole day off trying right. to play catch up. Right, yeah. It's way easier to keep it clean than it is to clean it up after it's dirty, for sure. Right. That's kind yeah. of what I try to do. We Yard work. Oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, that shit I hate. I fucking hate yard work. Gosh, right? We uh, put rocks in the parking strip last year because our parking strip was just, like, dead. When we got the house, the yard was not in great shape, and I've been, like, trying to get it better and better. Yeah. But we put rocks in the parking strip, and weeds, even with a weed barrier, will still come up on, like, the edges and anywhere there's a hole. Like, there are these little stakes that hold the weed barrier down. Yeah. And those little stakes, weeds will pop up through those holes. And so weeding the parking strip is like man when it's bad it's like six hours and so i bought a blowtorch a propane blowtorch 
on Amazon, but it doesn't get here until like the end of next month. <laughs> I cannot wait to use that thing. Oh my gosh, five hundred thousand BTUs. Burn them all. I cannot wait. You sound like Tim Allen so, on uh, on Home Improvement. <laughs> oh man, the weeds out there are so bad right now. But I just like I don't want to do it at no. all. There's enough other yard work than sitting in the parking strip. And so I'm just going to let it get awful for the next month and then go at it with that torch. <laughs> then you're going to send it to hell. <laughs> send it, burn it to hell. God, I, I, cannot I hate weeding. When I, it's the most thankless when I, chore. Right. When I saw the shipping date, when I saw the estimated ship, arrival shipping time or whatever was like the end of April, I was like, no. <laughs> That's so far. I know, right? You should have just bought the Nada flamethrower from Elon Musk. Uh, I don't know how much is that one. Oh uh, yeah, it's probably pretty expensive. See? Yeah, this one's this one's more or less just like a nozzle for a regular po- propane tank. Is essentially <laughs> what it is that you light on fire. It was only fifty bucks. Couldn't you just like buy a can of hairspray and a lighter? Possibly. Yeah. You remember <laughs> the bubble gum remover? Kind of. Yes. Yes. I I definitely I used remember. To steal. I used to steal that from the movie theater. And man, that stuff would burn so good. That stuff was like a blowtorch. Paul's a little bit of a pyro. A little bit. Not so much anymore. Do you remember yeah, that was... fire vortex underneath the tetherball pole <laughs> at your house? That's just what I was about to talk about. <laughs> that shit was crazy. It was insane. Oh man, I'm so lucky I didn't burn down the house that time. That was yeah. that was like the last big fire I ever started. Yeah, you were we like, got... uh, maybe I had to tone it down a little from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> So to hide the fires that I used to start, we had this tetherball pole in my backyard that had this big giant, like, oh, I don't know, it was like a four-foot cement block on the bottom of it, and we'd pull the tetherball pole over and start fires underneath the cement block and then tip it back up to cover up the evidence. <laughs> and Preston and I, being, you know, uh, the the teenagers in the prime of our mental aptitude, got the bright <laughs> idea to pour gas down the tetherball pole to see what would happen yeah all the way from the top it's like a 12 foot pole 12 foot long metal pole uh and so uh we i'm watching him pour it in gasoline into this pole and all of a sudden i hear all these people go whoa whoa and i look over and there's this 12 foot a spiraling tornado of fire blowing right up against my house. And I'm like, ah! And so I threw the tetherball pole up and it landed on top of the fire and like smothered it enough to where I didn't burn my house down. Luckily. <laughs> yeah, that shit was nuts. Oh, man. Wow. Boy, we were fucking you idiots. remember the time? remember the time we were trying to make napalm and i lit that frisbee on fire and was trying to put it out and ended up throwing it at your face yeah of course i remember that (laughs) (laughs) we also tried we also tried um putting gasoline into a balloon a filled balloon so that we could then like light the balloon and it would explode for that one you guys told me about it yeah so apparently gasoline eats through whatever balloons are made out of because whenever we Whenever we squirted it in, it would just pop the balloon immediately. So, for all you pyros out there, yep. Uh, That's why Molotov cocktails are not Molotov balloons. (laughs) Uh. 
Yeah, so I actually have a long history of being a pyro. I think I got it from my brother and sister. When I when I was like five or four, living in Sandy, Utah, which is on the other side of the river from Paul, my brother and sister like started a bunch of fires in the sandbox my dad built for me. And they used up all the matches. So when we went to light fireworks on the 4th of July, we didn't have any matches. My parents were so mad. <laughs> And that's all I remember. They were like, well, I guess we're not doing fireworks now. And it was so disappointing because, you know, when you're oh, like four years man. old, fireworks are the shit. So, You know what we did this last uh, 4th of July? We all bundled up and we sat on top of the roof and just watched all the uh, aerials that the neighbors were putting off. Oh, yeah. Because I don't know why. We were in Utah when I was a kid. It was illegal to have anything that shot over three feet high. Mm-hmm. But in recent years, they've like made all fireworks legal. Really? Oh, shit. Oh, man. It's, like, it's so crazy. Wow. Because, I mean, Utah's not, like, a wildfire death trap like California, but it's pretty bad still, which is it's why they... It's still pretty bad. Like, yeah. it's still pretty dry in the summer. And people are idiots, so, well, People right. are idiots. I so, mean, yeah, we sat on the roof. Yeah. It was super fun. That's cool, yeah. Watched a bunch of fireworks. You couldn't see any, like, city fireworks from there? We could see some. Not super well, mm. but... It was pretty cool to have, like, fireworks going off all around us. Kate at one point was like, is this safe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, remember, uh, so at Liberty Park, I think it is, that's the giant one with all the trees, right? And, like, the sidewalk around it. Is that Liberty Park? Yeah. 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 One year we went to see fireworks there, and we, like, sat in the, it's like a little baseball field on Kitty Corner to that park. And that was where they were launching the fireworks. So we were, like, laying right under where they were launching the fireworks. And there were these huge, like, blasted cardboard chunks of shells landing all around us. And I was like, oh, shit, why are we sitting here? (laughs) Uh, Crazy. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess it makes sense that the fireworks that are making gigantic explosions up in the sky would be huge, have huge chunks of cardboard. So, All right, so um, I want to talk back back to covid and how it's affecting us though so sorry for that long tangent everyone um i had a question i wanted to ask what was it i wanted to ask damn i forget we have stopped we have stopped going out to eat as much oh yeah we are both really good cooks yeah and so life hasn't really changed a whole lot in that respect we're still making all the same food that we normally would yeah so uh i after my breakup, I basically stopped eating out and I started cooking all my meals. And so other than like at work, I would go to Subway, but otherwise I would basically make my own food. So yeah, that hasn't, that hasn't really affected me at all. And whenever, um, whenever they're like, save the small businesses, we're going to have a takeout day where everybody orders takeout for one day. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, aren't there way more restaurants than we really need, you know? But yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I'm all about the small businesses, I guess, but, like, here, for example, there's, like, a fucking taco shop. It's, like, there's there's as many taco shops here as there are Mormon churches in Utah. Like, every uh, other block. doesn't matter where like, you turn, you're facing three. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or, like, no, Starbucks. What I'm worried about is there's this Indian place that just barely opened up, and it's, like, right around the corner from my house. Oh. And they had the best samosas I have ever had in my entire life. Oh, my oh, gosh. Damn. They were so good made from scratch all puffy and flaky and oh, oh man the inside was the, the mashed potato and peas so good dude i want a samosa and, now thanks a lot 
I know, right? <laughs> I hope they don't go out of business. They, uh -huh. Everything they did there was from scratch. They even made non like traditionally on a, a tandoor grill. Oh my god! I want Indian food now. Shit! I haven't had Indian food in so long. Because <laughs> I've been cooking for myself. Curse <laughs> uh, uh, you! And so yeah, I really hope they survive this outbreak because they're really good, and I don't want them to fail. Yeah, seriously. Oh, but speaking of food, I remembered what I wanted to ask you. I wanted to ask you about your food storage. Like, what's your what's your tactics? What's your strategy? What do you have? How do you do it? Um, we have a bunch of dry pasta and a bunch of red sauce. And that's a real easy, shelf-stable thing to have on hand. Even the red sauce? Yeah. Huh. Like, okay. jarred red sauce has, like, you know... Like a year shelf life, I want oh, to say. Oh, true, because it's highly acidic, right? Which helps with uh, bacteria and stuff. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. it's not a very good place for bacteria to live, and gotcha. it's sealed, you know? Right, right. So, like, jarred stuff. But then we also have, like, we got some pre-made frozen meatballs and some pre uh, some pre-breaded frozen fish fillets from Costco. Okay. And you can do all sorts of stuff with that. So, like, meatballs and spaghetti meatballs and pasta are super easy yeah we did meatball subs tonight Ooh. where i just like thought some day old food we've been stockpiling day old bread from like any time that we would walk by the bread rack the day old bread rack at smith's yeah and there was anything that was halfway decent we'd totally buy it up and then just extra bag it in a ziploc and throw it in the chest freezer downstairs hell yeah and so I went a little overboard and had to actually dial it back. Like half that freezer was full of bread. <laughs> so I just like dig down to the bottom and pulled out some, some frozen sub rolls and thawed them out with some meatballs. And we had meatball subs tonight. But bread is awesome. And that, yeah, that sounds great. I actually, um, right? I didn't make dinner. I decided to play Borderlands and drink J um, Jim Beam instead. So I'm actually hungry. So all this talk about food is really making my mouth water. <laughs> But, oh man, I want so, to binge some Borderlands too. Yeah, so um, when you say you buy jarred pasta sauce, just like the stuff you buy in the grocery store regularly and you just have a bunch of them? Or do you like buy giant yeah. jars of it from like Costco or something? No, just the normal size jars. So then do you rotate it? Or has it not been yeah. long enough? We rotate it. Okay, yeah. But, you know, we before the pandemic, before people were doing the food storage, we have always, you know, I put in, I actually just this last last summer i think we got some really nice big shelves from costco and oh. expanded the storage space in our like pantry downstairs like our cellar is what we call it and so we filled that up we have like you know costco sized sugar and flour we have a whole bunch of different sauces and different things to make easy food with nice which you can do because you're an excellent cook thank you yes and um i know this from experienced people so what would you recommend for people who want to do their storage? Like how often do you rotate out the food? If, if you're buying things that you eat normal. Okay, so in Utah, part of the Mormon culture is food storage and emergency preparedness. Uh -huh. And so my grandma had just like, I don't even know, acres of like pickled vegetables and jarred fruit and all sorts of stuff, just like mountains of it. And on her deathbed, she said, thank God I didn't have to eat my food storage. 
So my recommendation with food storage is buy things that you want to eat, buy things that you're going to eat regularly and then rotate through them and just always okay. have like a stock. Like we always have like four or five jars of spaghetti sauce downstairs. Okay. And when they go on like a buy five, save five or some crap like that, whenever they go on like a super sale, yeah, that's when we buy a whole bunch of them okay. and then we just rotate them downstairs. Okay. So that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Just buy the food I would normally eat that is shelf stable and then just buy a shit ton of it and replace each time I eat some of it. So that makes yeah. sense. All right. Yeah. So my problem is um, I, I rent, so I don't have space. I don't have, and I don't want to carry around a, I don't want to move a shit ton of food every time I move because I move yeah. a lot. But so I that think That definitely I, makes it a lot more challenging. Yeah. Well, I think I thought up a solution, although it'll be pricey, but I'll, I'll let you, I'll let y'all know. I was thinking about renting a, I, I said this in the last episode, but I was thinking about renting a uh, climate control storage, storage unit. Yeah. But that's yeah. like 70 bucks a month, which isn't Dang. that much based on how much I make. But I mean, it's still, you know, like I'm trying to limit my monthly bills. So I don't know. You Plus, and San Diego and all your cost of living. Yeah, exactly. Although gas has gone down, which is ironic because now I'm not driving anymore. So it doesn't right. matter. Nobody's driving. So they've got a surplus. So it's irrelevant that gas prices have gone way down. But yeah, I mean, I'm still driving a little bit. So... I don't know. I uh, what about water? I have two fifty-gallon drums in my basement. How long is one of those gonna last? You need like a gallon per person per day, basically, right? Is my understanding, for all yeah. purposes. Yeah. So with those in a family of four, we can survive easily for a month. Okay. So one person, one of those would definitely be enough. Yeah. Oh, more than that that's a fair amount and then like so the water that comes out of your tra tap is treated with bleach and stabilizers oh. and so you can just use tap water but you got to replace it like once a year or something like that okay and it won't grow mold as long as it isn't exposed to any natural light oh. as long as it's not like a clear container and it doesn't have any sunlight then it won't grow any algae or anything and so ours are like solid blue plastic right. and they're in the basement Okay. in a temperature controlled area because I also heard that if they're in like a garage that isn't temperature controlled then the fluctuation in temperature can like leach plastic yeah. into the into the barrel or something like that into the drum yep absolutely yeah um, hot especially hot temperatures yeah. will leach that's why you're not supposed to have bottled water like out in your car and stuff because it'll yeah. leach the chemicals and I mean, we already get plenty of that shit. So yeah, that's like, these are things I've been thinking about. And I was kind of thinking about it at the beginning of this, especially once I went to the grocery store and saw empty shelf after empty shelf. That shit was crazy. Right. Never seen that before in my life. Yeah. I mean, there are still empty shelves. Yeah. Yeah. I was there. Like I said, I was there today. The entire toilet paper, Kleenex, paper towel aisle was completely cleared out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need a box of Kleenex. Nope. So luckily I just happen to have a stash of like super nice toilet paper that I'm using as like Kleenex. <laughs> I mean as tissues. Uh, yeah, it was like a month ago. Kate was at Costco and was like, I don't remember if we have toilet paper. I'm going to buy an extra one. And we actually did have an extra one, but it turned out to be really fortuitous. It like, it's yeah. really. <laughs> you should sell that shit on Craigslist for like $500. <laughs> <laughs> 
making a profit off of the coronavirus. Uh, all those people that bought like a million hand sanitizers and then were trying to sell them for like 30 bucks a pop for a $1 hand sanitizer. Kate was like, they're, they're uh, like war profiteers practically. Yeah, basically. Fucking scumbags. So right. you, that's why everything's out because people are buying it all so they can resell it? Or do you think that it's just people panicking? Probably both. Um, a little of both. I know in the beginning there were some people that went out and just like as soon as they heard anything, they cleaned the shelves. They just like cleared every single store they could find. I heard this one guy and now he's got like 18,000 bottles of hand sanitizer and Amazon cut him off because he was price gouging. Good. And they're like, yeah, that's not cool. We're not going to let you do that. After public backlash. But yeah, that's, yeah, good. Fuck that guy. They should like make him drink all 18,000 bottles of that shit. Right. Ugh, what a douchebag. No kidding. And he's like, poor me. Now what am I going to do with all this hand sanitizer? And it's like, well, you should have been a dick bottle in the first place. Yeah, right. How about you give it away for free since you're a douchebag? Yeah, what an asshole. No kidding. Go hand it out to schools. Yeah, seriously. All right, so uh, I've been spasmatically washing my hands every time I do anything. Every time I even, like, think about the bathroom, I wash my hands. So, like, my hands have always been dry, so they've started, like, cracking on the knuckles. Uh, Yeah. Any, any... Any issues there? Have you been practicing cleanliness? There's like signs on the freeway that say, washing your hands prevents the spread of COVID. It's like, Jesus it, Christ. It does, but I've always, like, having a background in food service, I've always known the importance of washing your hands. Uh, I heard from my older brother, who is a smart guy. I really trust his opinions. But he said that 70% of the time you get sick is because somebody didn't wash their hands properly, whether it's you or somebody around you. 70% of the time you get sick. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Which I totally believe. Because, man, how many times have you been in the bathroom and you watch somebody just walk right out after taking a shit? And it's oh, like, yeah, Dude, that's gross. You're going to get all of us sick. Or just rinsing their hands with water. Like, that does more harm than it does good. Because <laughs> rinsing your hands with water, uh, bacteria and viruses need three things. It's like uh, a food source moisture and time and wetting your hands is providing them with one of the things that they need it's like ah yeah those people that just like put their hands under the water and then like shake them off I'm like seriously like why even bother doing that right (laughs) the only time I ever do that is when the fucking bathroom is out of soap that pisses me off but oh man Zelda had an interesting uh assignment for her social studies was actually how does hand sanitizer work Uh and i guess alcohol is really good at drying things out and bacteria has such a thin membrane in its cell that it the alcohol dries out the bacteria and it ruptures and then dies and that's how hand sanitizer works like pouring salt onto a snail yeah damn that's brutal right pretty wild huh uh so one thing i did read is that you should, having having your hands washed. You need to, you need to do it for twenty seconds. But poor hand poor hand sanitizer is better than poor hand washing. So I wasn't ever sure about hand sanitizer, but you're supposed to like vigorously rub it on your hands for like ten seconds. But they said I don't I don't. You disagree with that? Yes and no. Like but poor if your hand washing are, though. Like. I, I guess if you're going to do a super crappy job of hand washing, then the sanitizer would be better because um, the alcohol will kill bacteria on contact. Whereas like with soap, 
it just loosens the bacteria on your hands and you have to really like work it in and work it around and then rinse it off and you're rinsing all the bacteria off. Right. Uh, whereas the sanitizer, you just have to kind of have it on your hands. But I was also told that you're, you put the sanitizer, hand sanitizer the size of a dime and then you rub it into your hands until your hands are dry. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I always use it. Uh-huh. That your your description about soap maybe actually remind me. So let's say the way soap works is like bubble bobble. Do you know that game? Uh uh-uh. Oh, bubble the bubble ball it was like an old school Nintendo game where you would blow you were little dinosaurs and you would blow bubbles and every time you blew a bubble and it touched an enemy, it would like put them into a harmless little like spinning bubble and you could <laughs> jump on them and kill them. So we'll yeah. say that Washing your hands using just soap and water, not antibacterial, but just regular old soap and water is like bubble bobble. That's what it does to germs. You're putting them in a bubble. For those of you old schoolers. Harmless. Yes, exactly. And then you can get rid of them. And then yeah, you, and that's then a good you rinse them out to the bottom of the stage where they turn into like <laughs> cherries and diamonds and shit and you pick them up for points. Anyway. Okay, so I one thing I've always wondered about hand sanitizer is when you kill 99.9% of the bacteria on your hand, doesn't that mean there's like 0.01% of bacteria that are resistant to the hand sanitizer and once they start multiplying, you'll have a bunch of, of hand sanitizer resistant bacteria all over You're your hand? You're talking about superbugs, super yes. viruses. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's the theory. But it could also be like it kills 99.9% of the germs because you can't get into every single crevice and you're not mm. getting it all over everywhere possibly maybe in which but case there, that there would is way also high. like the whole thing where we're over medicating and like the 0.1% of bacteria is becoming resistant to our our antibiotics and all of the hand sanitizer and different stuff like that yeah so i have a uh, a story about that i guess like a personal experience with antibacterials so i I had an app for my old doctor where I could just message him and then I wouldn't have to go into the office, which is fucking awesome because yeah. I could get like lab tests and stuff without having to go into the doctor's office. But one time I messaged him and I was like, I think I have a UTI, uh, urinary tract infection. And he was just like, all right, well, I prescribed you some antibiotics. I was like, what? Okay. So like, he didn't even examine me. He didn't do anything. He just like prescribed didn't me antibiotics. Well, no, I told him my symptoms, but I was like... That seems like a reckless, that seems like a re- kind of a bit of a reckless way to use a prescription for antibiotics, but right. okay. I just, I just barely, barely got prescribed antibiotics because I thought I may have had strep throat. So Zelda got strep throat and Kate got strep throat right before the coronavirus scare. Right. And so I went in to the urgent care because my throat was hurting and I was like, I've been exposed to it recently. I think I might have it. But the like on-site strep test came back negative. Uh-huh. And then they were like, we can do a culture, but it'll take two days. I'm going to prescribe you antibiotics anyway. So what was the point of the negative? What was the point of the test? I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the how liberally they are prescribing antibiotics and different stuff like that is kind of interesting. I don't know. I wonder how much truth there is behind the whole super bug theory or if it's just like media the media spinning it out of control uh well yeah there's definitely truth to it um i don't know about how frequent and how but yeah it's like a staph infection is the real problem and apparently apparently i've heard that there are uh 
like back antibacterial or antibiotic resistant like STDs that you don't want to catch. Yeah. So. Right. So those what STD fun. do you want to catch? There's well, no STD. There's there's no right. good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not pregnancy. No. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. <STD. laughs> the worst one. The longest lasting one. It's chronic. Oh, man, right. <laughs> It'll outlive you. <laughs> <laughs> the only bacteria that doesn't die with you. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's see. What yes. else for, uh, for, for dealing with this pandemic? So society is basically ground to a halt. Like, I can't really go out and do anything. The beaches are all closed, so I bought a bottle of whiskey, and I'm just gonna like play video games all weekend. So, like, what are you gonna do to stave off the stir the stir craziness, the cabin fever? Now that I have a little more free time with the part time, like I said, so like when the mail volume goes down, they always offer early outs where you can work a half day essentially. Mm-hmm. And I made a promise to myself that. Anytime I took an early out, I was going to work on a board game that I'm trying to develop. Oh. And so I have been trying to, with whatever free time that I have, you know, split it between video games and working on my board game. Cool. I remember you showing me that when I was in Utah visiting. Have you made, have you changed it quite a bit? Like, I didn't actually get to play it or anything, but... That's because it's it's still very broken. It's not finished. Hmm. It's got like the gameplay is kind of fun, but I did think of a few new cards and a few new like uh, dynamic, a different dynamic for the game that will hopefully make it more fun. Okay, cool. Well, when you're ready to, when you're finished with it, you should make you should make it in Tabletop Simulator, and then we can play <laughs> it. Sounds great. <laughs> All right, so that's good. So you have like some kind of goal that you're working on. I need a project like that. I get, my project I decided was just to read I guess I'm reading this I have this book that I'm trying to read for a long time called uh, I don't know if it's pronounced Girdle or Goedel Escher Bach it's like the famous nerd book that every every like nerd awoken person has heard <laughs> of but it's actually really interesting I just have a hard time sitting down and reading it because it's a really slow read like I oh, spent yeah. like four hours reading it and I've only gotten through like four chapters so have you been able to find that drew hayes book superpowers i actually put on hold at the library and it was like a five week hold and that was like two or three weeks ago so it should be coming up pretty close and then the library shut down well no it's um audiobook but yes the library the library probably did shut down didn't it because it's always tons of old people go there and tons of old people work there so for sure they shut the library down they shut the library i know they shut our library down i can still get the audiobooks but yeah, dude, those are such good books. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited. He had some other ones on there, too. I, he actually, there was another series he had that the second, third, and fourth books were all available, but the first one wasn't. And I was like, oh, man. So I just oh, know sucks. what's going to happen is I'm going to have to wait three weeks for the first book, and then the second book's going to be checked out for four weeks. And then I'm going to have to wait right. for four weeks for that. And so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I still haven't put any of the Wheel of Time books on my phone. Oh, I need to. I've had enough audio material that I've been working through that I just haven't. It's not been a priority for me. Yeah. But I'm working my way to where what you send me. I need to send you that flash drive back. Preston yeah, so I can me, refill Preston, it. Preston, he sent me a whole bunch of uh, Dresden files and a whole bunch of um, uh, Wheel of Time. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. But you should Possibly. send back that non-existent flash drive 
because that's the only big one I have anymore. <laughs> uh, I need to. I'm gonna put a couple things on it. Oh, sweet. And then send it back to you. Allegedly. Of what I need to do. There's a, a scandalous picture of Preston with Tyler. That I'm gonna. <laughs> you know exactly which one I'm talking about. I have that one on my computer. I'm pretty sure. I yeah, I know exactly which picture you're talking about. Oh, good. I'm gonna. I was gonna scan it and put it on the flash drive and send it to you. And uh, uh, I was gonna name it. I was gonna rename it and say, "How could I not tell?" Because it's totally like Preston and Tyler, topless, curled up in sheets, all sweaty. <laughs> we were roughhousing. Uh, how did I? How did I not see it coming? <laughs> oh shit! Oh damn! What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Um, I. F- there's finally a release date on the new Dresden Files book. July. Unless it got pushed back. I don't see why it would. So I'm super stoked for that. That's been like what four years. What's that? What number is it? Uh, It's like 15 or 16. Crazy. Yeah. I think, I think it's 16. Be, I think I've done the first five or six is about where I am. That's where Maybe they start getting really seven. good. Oh, man. The first one I was like, this is okay. Yeah. The second it's one not I was my favorite. like, eh. And then the fourth or fifth one i was like oh my gosh this is awesome yeah like it really starts to take off after that yeah so he's the author says that he thinks the third book takes off so for those listeners the dresden files is my favorite one of well it's definitely one of my favorite series it's my favorite urban fantasy series by far and you should definitely read it there's like 15 books and then the 16th one is coming out in july and book i think it's book 11 it's fucking the best book I have the best ending of a book ever and yeah anyway so yeah the book changes that one is um that's the book that's all I'll say I won't say anything else but that's the book okay so you should look forward to getting that one I don't remember if it's 11 or 12 but it's like it's up there I mean the ones after that number three that I was like man this is awesome yeah it was number three it's so yeah, that's a good series. great series, but like even the ones leading up to that, to that last one, or that e- epic one, are uh, are all really good. So, that's my recommendation, people. Listen, listen to or read the Dresden Files. There you go. On your on your coronavirus hiatus, you should yeah. uh, binge the Dresden Files. Absolutely, and I am a huge fan of the Wheel of Time. Um, I started reading that series when I was in middle school, kind of as like a challenge to myself. I was like, wow, these books are gigantic. I'm curious about what they're about. Man, it's so many hours. Yeah, like some of the books are like over a thousand pages long. Yeah, they're like 40-hour books when I'm listening to them at work. Yeah, Yeah. and so uh, people have a lot of criticism about Robert Jordan's writing. And I'd say it's merited, but I think that the prose make up for the cons. Like, I think that the, the good parts of his writing make up for the bad parts. Like, the basically the worst thing you could say about him is he repeats himself a lot and tends to drone on. But I, overall, I really like that series a lot. And once he died... huh? The world that he created is super oh, yeah. unique and interesting, has some awesome aspects to it Absolutely. that just haven't been done before. And right, so yeah. that's really fun. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I liked it, because I had been reading all the Dragonlance books, and it's like you know your standard fantasy fare. Elves and dwarves and dragons and shit. And then this series, it's all people. And then there's like some evil demon type things, but it's not like standard traditional fantasy fare. So yeah, it was really good. It's all about um, the characters. Uh, have you seen trailers for Onward? Yes, the new Pixar movie, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't we know totally if I want to see it, it or not. It, you ate what? I think it's I think it's super cool that they're like instantly releasing these videos that were supposed to go to theater, but since everything's oh, on shit. lockdown, that you can like buy it immediately on really? Prime. Oh yeah. my god, is it good? It's. You... I thought it was hilarious. Okay. Rose and Kate both cried really hard. Oh. Because it does have some very emotional moments. Pixar's good at but that. But where I'm into like fantasy and I'm into D and D, and it was hilarious. I loved it. It was so good. That's what Pixar always does. Because they 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 don't put their A material in the trailers like everyone else does. And so whenever I see a trailer, I'm like, eh. But then you see the movie and it's fucking hilarious. So okay, I need to watch that then. Um, uh, the the unicorns that are like raccoons are so funny. They're only in it for like a split second, but the the depiction of unicorns being like raccoons are hilarious. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, let's see. So yeah, so I recommend it. That's Paul's recommendation. What else? What else do we recommend for people to do while they're stuck inside, while a pandemic is ravaging the world? Uh, masturbation is always healthy. True. But I've recently come to appreciate sex bet more, so I'm trying to save it up. <laughs> I know a lot of yoga teachers, or at least the ones I know, have been doing like online Facebook live yoga sessions. So that's kind of cool stuff. My friend... I wonder, I wonder if we're going to have a baby boom. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, that's funny because I remember actually walking past the condoms in the grocery store today and I was like, oh, I, I kind of half expected that to be an empty shelf. <laughs> you know, people stuck inside, have nothing stuck else inside. to do. What else are you going to do? Yeah, right? It actually made me laugh. I was like, oh, there's more there than I thought. <laughs> there's absolutely going to be a baby boom. What are they going to call them? The COVIDs? The COVIDers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hmm. All right. Okay, so let's see. We are living in a time that I don't think has ever, like nothing like this has ever happened because there have been pandemics that have wiped out huge swaths of the population, but never a pandemic like this during the information age where normally the bacteria or the virus tra travels faster than the news of it. But in this case, the moment it was discovered, the whole world knew, but we still failed to act on it. So do you think that this is going to, I don't know, like kind of emphasize and make us think more seriously about disasters, planning and, and preparedness? Hopefully. Uh, it has been really frustrating because I feel like the government has, has really failed and I blame Trump for that. But he, like two years ago, cut the CDC's foreign uh, like bacteria, whatever, like like investigation on pandemics. Like the, the pandemic uh, branch of the CDC, he cut by 80% like two years ago. Uh... So it's like... The, yeah. the people that would have been directly on the forefront of helping us deal with this problem yes. were hacked due to budget cuts or right. whatever due two to years ago. idiocy. Yeah. Due to idiocy. And it's it goes back to like the whole capitalism taking the forefront to everything else. Right. Where we will all die and destroy the planet if we don't make some global policies to help protect ourselves. Right. 
Yeah, so the question is, will anything change? Or as soon as this is over, will we go right back to ignoring the problem, which is what we always do every time? That's well, you I, just barely said it. It's what we always do every time. I have no idea what it will take. Unless this, no idea. unless this pandemic like wipes out all the old people with power, so we can finally replace uh, them all with the people. All the rich old white people. Yeah, so we can finally replace them with people that have new ideas and are willing to plan ahead. Yeah. So the, something about uh, I don't like really. Okay, communism works on paper, and I wish that it worked in real life so bad. I wish that communism was like an actual viable government policy or whatever, a good government hierarchy, mm-hmm. because you can really plan and think the Chinese government doesn't think about how am I going to get reelected in four years? What am I going to do while I'm here, right here, right now? They can make plans that last like 20 and 50 years. Right. They can really plan into the future because they've got that, I guess you could say government stability where they don't have to worry as much about what's going to happen next next term, next election period. And so there that's there's something to be said about that. Yeah. Because I mean like I feel like any time there's a change between a Republican and a Democrat, the first year is just them gutting what the last guy did. And right. Like agree. I feel like it's like you could it, it's getting us nowhere it's just spinning our wheels yeah right yeah exactly right so and I don't know because there's arguments on both sides of it you know term limits on one hand they'll just do whatever the fuck they want and really try to enrich themselves or they'll actually try to do what they think is right without worrying about getting reelected like who knows you know there's all sorts of people there's lots of assholes out there so yeah uh, like we got to think of a systemic solution to this problem so like like one thing like like some things that might work maybe are like getting rid of campaign funding and like once you become an elected official you're locked down the money you make from that job is the only money you make period and so that will really make it so the only people that want to do it are there somebody uh said that it was a really great idea that I loved that I wish that we could adopt where the government official only makes the average amount of their demograph. Like if you're in charge of whatever city, you only make as much as the average person in that city makes. That's an interesting idea. And of course we'd have to put a cap on it because there are super rich places. Right. Of course. Where, you know, <laughs> and so there, there, I feel like there are certain cases where you'd have to be like, okay, this is as much as you can make. But then the politician would have a more invested interest in increasing the economy right. of their area. So I feel like they'd have their area, uh, the, the, benefit of their area a little more at heart because it affects them directly yeah maybe there's always gives and takes with that kind of thing but yeah maybe that's a good idea i like that the problem is there's so many this the idea of reaganomics is so baked into so many people's heads that that's the only way that they think that anything will happen so reaganomics being you know trickle down economics you give money to the people at the top, and they'll somehow make it all the way to the people at the bottom. But it doesn't. It's been proven. The wage gap getting more yeah. drastic and more drastic is like evidence that it's not working. 
Yeah, but the beautiful thing about humans is that humans don't rely on evidence and facts. They rely on emotions to make decisions. Right. Humans are not yeah. rational. So. And it's, it's like you said, everything will just go right back to normal. Everything will just go right back to what it was before, yeah. which is so unfortunate. Yeah. There was this guy that I used to work with named, we'll leave out his first name, we'll just call him Berg. Berg was his last name. And he was a vegan. I worked at a vegan restaurant for not, a little while. Not Burke? And what? Not Burke? Different person? Not Burke. Okay. No. Burke Burke was at Whole Foods. This right. was a vertical diner. Oh, okay. All right. Um uh Berg. But the the glorious thing about Berg was that everybody hated him. And so I am semi convinced that he was kept on staff just so everyone had a common enemy because it kept everyone's like anger and frustration pointed in a single direction. It gave everyone focus. That is brilliant management. If that was the case, <laughs> if that was the case, I had, I had that epiphany, uh, epiphany uh-huh. at one point where it was like, you know what? I think the only reason he's still here is because everybody hates him. And so we're not bitching about management. We're not bitching about like anything else. We're just bitching about him. It's like a focus for our anger. That's how the powerful elites that rule us from the shadows do it. They turn us against each other. We're competing with each other instead of paying attention to what they're doing. So anyway. Right. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's my, what do you call that, Fo- tinfoil hat comment for the episode. <laughs> uh, but seriously, people, think about it. Think about it. So... Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I really hope sticks is this whole working from home thing. Maybe it'll make people realize how much better working from home can be for many, many office workers. I know it's not an option for I, you, but... Yeah, I know a lot of people have moved more that way. Uh, I was working at Zion's Operations Center, Zion's Bank Operations Center for a while. And after I left, I know that they did a huge out, like, remote work implementation where a lot of people were no longer coming into the office they would just work from home fuck yeah i i would i i think i could handle working from home i know some people can't handle it you know i didn't where think it's like, i would but i was i'm able to focus better and then i don't know like i'm off work and i don't have to sit in traffic for 40 minutes which is awesome or 30 minutes or right the traffic as long as you can stay focused and like really buckle down and actually get the work done mm-hmm. there are just so many distractions at home yeah. that some people can't handle it and like the the temptation of procrastination is so high i do my best work after procrastinating <laughs> <laughs> uh, rose has definitely been frustrated with working from home because yeah. she said there are just so many things that I want to do. I don't want to be doing schoolwork right now. Totally. She's thinking about all the things that she wants to do as opposed to doing the things that she has to do. Right. Yeah. That's tough for a kid. Yeah, right? Yeah. They don't... Kids are almost incapable of delayed gratification, I would say. It's so. definitely different. And Rose <laughs> is such an extrovert. Man, this has been so hard on her. Oh, yeah. She misses her friends a lot. I bet. How long do you think this is going to last? You said you think that we're just in the beginnings of it. Do you think that this is going to go through the summer? I want to say the CDC said that it's going to peak in another three weeks. So I expect like two months. Jesus. Well, before before we're really like over it, before we can really relax. Oh, wow. So the interesting thing is that China hasn't reported any new cases. I'm curious if they're lying or if they actually did contain it. 
because it seems weird that it's spreading all over the rest of the world, but it's no longer spreading through China. I don't know. Are they still locked down? I haven't really been following that. Well, that's that. where it started. Right. Like, they, they went into lockdown super early, and so have they already gone through their curve? Like, we're on the other side of the world. True, but they and they have they definitely have a totalitarian government, so they probably did more draconian measures, like the the California shelter at home order from the governor of Cal um, from the governor was kind of worded as like a request, not as an order, and so that's why yeah. everybody just like went out and hung out at the beach o- over the weekend, and so. And I still like I saw cops out and about, and I wanted I like I wanted to just be like, what? You can't fucking stop me from being outside. Fuck you. <laughs> so, I, all right, like, I, I, I guess I'm part of the problem. They can't really stop you, but really, it is like to your benefit to not go out and not be yeah, in giant you know. public areas. Yep. So, well, I think that we will wrap this up. But I would like to say, people, it's probably better if you don't follow the news and read all the headlines because all they are is sensationalist just focus on what's happening in your life focus on not catching it not spreading it if you do have it focus on doing things that you've been putting off now that you have a lot more free time so yeah don't read the headlines turn off fucking google turn off your alerts log out of your facebook wash your hands for 30 seconds i know they say 20 seconds but do it 30 seconds just in case so one one thing that Kate started to do, one th- it was in that uh, Zelda's germ video, um, singing a song. Some people say oh, yeah. sing the happy birthday song twice. The know. Imperial March from Star Wars is actually <laughs> about 20 seconds long. And if you think die, rebel scum, while you're singing to yourself the Imperial March while you're washing <laughs> your hands, makes it a lot more entertaining. <laughs> I like it. That's way better than the alphabet song, which is what I was taught. (laughs) (laughs) The Imperial March. And think die rebel scum while you're getting rid of the germs. Absolutely. All right. I like it. Okay. That's that's a pro tip from Paul. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there. Don't be idiots.